Hello and welcome to Locked On Cardinals. It is July the 21st. It is a, if memory serves, a Thursday. Is that where we're at, Lucas? You know, these all-star breaks get me all screwed up on the days of the week. I'm J.D. Haffern. That's Lucas Smith. We want to thank you guys for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen of the day. The Cardinals aren't playing baseball today, Lucas, but it doesn't mean we don't have a lot to discuss. Today is Juan Soto trade day on the show, so we're going to jump into this uh, Next, but first, Lucas, I want to I want to check in on you because uh, you were feeling a little bit under the weather. Uh, how, how you doing, I buddy? You okay? I'm good. It, it gives you an opportunity to kind of run the show today, so I'm happy for that. But yeah, I'm good. I woke up and I just felt that there's like a knife in my throat and everything. So I feel a little bit better now. We're gonna roll with it. It's kind of funny that the promotional T-shirt I got has a mask on. Maybe I need to check for COVID, but we'll see. Um, <laughs> feeling a little bit better. We'll, we'll we'll be good. And I'm excited to talk about the possibility of one of the top three players in the game being a Cardinal. All right, Juan Soto is who we're talking about, who, uh, as you mentioned, one of the best players in the game, possibly the best hitter in baseball, Lucas. Not not best young hitter, but the best hitter all around in the game. Just give you a little background on what he's done so far. He's won a batting title. All right, he hit 351 in 2020. Yeah, it was the COVID year, but still a batting title nonetheless. He's a two-time Silver Slugger Award winner. He's won a World Series title. He finished second in the MVP voting last year, to Bryce Harper when his war was 7.1 and he's only 23 years old. He will turn 24 in October. Now this year, people have been kind of like, well, it doesn't seem like the same Juan Soto. His number's a little bit down. doesn't quite reflect how good he's been this year. He's hitting 250. So you're kind of like 20 home runs. Okay. That's pretty good. Here's a, here's a weird stat. You ready for this one? 20 home runs, 43 RBIs, Lucas. So of 43 RBIs that he's got, 20 of them are himself. That's how bad the Nationals are. He's been walked 79 times, which is by far and away the highest amount in the league. Second place, Max Muncy of the Dodgers, 55 walks. 79, 55. Mathematically, that is a 24-walk difference. That's pretty good. He's a dangerous hitter, and uh, people around the league know it, don't they? They they know it for sure. He won the home run derby as well, so you can add that to his resume list. And you know these down years are going to happen. You know we we've seen Paul Goldschmidt struggle out of the gate for for years, but we we see these stars struggle, right? I'm sure that the pressure is on Juan Soto. Not not a contract year yet. You got him under team control for one more year after this, or the Nationals do right now. So I'm, but he, there's still the pressure. This is somebody that has turned down 440 million dollars over 14 years. So this is somebody that that knows what his worth can be, whether it's over a short time taking less money or more money over a short time, or becoming baseball's first half a billion dollar player. This is somebody that can hit. This is somebody that is that is charismatic. You know, this is somebody that 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 shined on the world stage, both in the Derby and in the World Series. You mentioned a couple years ago. Every single team, whether you are the Cardinals or the Yankees or the, the Dodgers, whoever is involved in trade talks, I've even seen the White Sox in trade talks. You know, reports that are trade talks, every team gets better in 2022 instantaneously when you acquire Juan Soto. The question is, how does your team look like after this year based on what you have to give up? And that's part of the equation. Yes, it is. Now, uh, Jim Bowden from The Athletic uh, wrote a piece, and he went through a bunch of the teams that have a a realistic chance uh, of trading for Juan Soto. So, you know, teams like, you know, Oakland and the Pirates. Like, he didn't put any of those guys on there. People who genuinely 
could make an offer. So uh, as you mentioned, he's got some years of control after this uh, on his current contract. So actually, it's two and a half years, which uh, which oh, remains. So uh, makes him attractive. It makes him attractive. It's not only the the big markets as you mentioned, like the Yankees, the Dodgers, and the Mets, but uh, also the mid to smaller markets like St. Louis, Seattle, San Diego. Now, in return for Soto, the Nationals want multiple major leaguers and top prospects, according to Jim Bowden. Uh, but also, according to sources, they want to offload the bad contract of pitcher Patrick Corbin, which is uh, you see what he's done and you're, you got to shake your head because you're like, oh, gosh. Now, let me break down the Corbin stuff for you real quick. He's also got two and a half years left on his one hundred and forty million dollar deal that he signed after the twenty eighteen season. Now, the track record hasn't been great uh, since twenty one. He's been the worst. And I'm not joking here. The worst starting pitcher in the major leagues with a 5.84 ERA in 50 starts. He's making $23 million this year. He's set to make $24 million next year. And then in 2024, it shoots up to $35 million for one Patrick Corbin. Now, I don't want to just bag on him because other than that stuff, there are some good things about him, Lucas. Uh, some positives, his age, all right? He just turned 33 this month, so you would think there would still be some life left in his arm. So we're not dealing with somebody who's 37 and is going to be almost 40 at the end of the deal. Um, as bad as he's been since 2020, in 2019, he actually was very, very good. He helped lead the team to a World Series championship with a 14-7 and record. He had a 3.25 ERA, was the winning pitcher in Game 7 of the series. So he's had success. Uh, also, for the Cardinals rotation, they currently have Michaelis, Wainwright, Hudson, Palante, and Matt's coming back from the injured list. Now, uh, when he's healthy or if Liberator is in there, you've got a left-hander. Flaherty, another righty when he's healthy. So adding another left-hander and moving Palante back to the bullpen kind of solves two issues for you. You get the starter that you want, and you fill that bullpen hole, which currently has like Drew Verhagen in it, even though he's hurt. TJ McFarland currently residing there. Um, they haven't had much success this year. So if you move Palante back there, um, you know, you add another a good piece to your bullpen, and you, and you get a starter – the problem is, in the last two years, he hasn't been very good, has he? No, he has not been good. I will say that there's a reason he got that $144 million contract, because he has the track record previously to, to, to show the success. And you mentioned the World Series success as well. And you wonder, you know, it's two years ago, but you wonder how much the delayed spring training in the 2020 season affected him, right? Both on and off the field. We don't know that, so that could be a reason to it as well. But there's no question Patrick Corbin has been bad on the field for two years. Like there, There's little to no denying that. If you have a 5 ERA, anything north of 5, excuse me, it's hard to even say that you're somewhat decent, right? But uh, yeah. there, there's and there's a reason that you're trying to offload the, the Corbin contract. When I look at Soto and Corbin, it's almost like two Cardinal moves that even each other out. And here's what I mean by that. The Cardinals maybe haven't been known to go after the top guys outside of Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado, Matt Holiday in his heyday. You, you signed Albert to the extension back in 2005 or six, whenever that was. So they, they have that that atmosphere to them. They have that that history to them where they can go after solid guys like a Soto, even though Soto's a generational type talent. But you also have the regime that goes after guys like John Lester and J.A. Happ, which is similar to a Patrick Corbin, somebody that hasn't had good numbers. Maybe you're finding a diamond in the rough type of thing. We were just trying to revitalize somebody's career because even though he's only 33, I would argue that Patrick Corbin needs his career revitalized because of what we've seen from the numbers. So there's an argument. Obviously, there are so many different layers to this that we can discuss for days on end, right? But 
on the surface there, it does look like two cardinal moves wrapped into one. And while the offense might not be the biggest problem, Soto makes the team better, period. And you solve a problem pitching-wise by getting a new arm in there. Maybe a fresh start helps him. We've seen a fresh start help with the mustached man of Matt Carpenter. Who's to say a fresh start can't help Patrick Corbin as well? <laughs> oh, can you imagine if you got the success that Carpenter's seeing in New York on the mound for Patrick Corbin in St. Louis? And sometimes you just you just need a change of scenery, as mm-hmm. you mentioned. You know, uh, the Nationals haven't been very good the last couple of years either. It's not surprising that people's numbers are down. I mean, how bad was Lester? with Washington, and then he comes over to the Cardinals, has a bumpy first start, gets a tip from Wainwright, start throwing his cutter more, and boom, he he starts having a lot of success for the team. And in fact, I was one of those guys that was hoping that he would come back for one more year after the amount of success that he had uh, with the Cardinals uh, at the end of last season. So a change of scenery, getting around a a winning culture once again can do some wonders for people. So uh, maybe that's something that Corbin could use, and maybe the Cardinals could, could find that good Patrick Corbin that he had just two years ago still inside him because it hasn't been an injury thing really with him. It's just been giving up a lot of home runs really and uh, just bad numbers overall. So perhaps that'll that'll help turn things around. So we're going to talk about some of the players that the Cardinals might have to give up. Who would be appealing to the Nationals in a trade offer for Juan Soto and Patrick Corbin? We'll get into that next. But first, let's talk about Sports Card Investor app because I don't know if you've toyed with this thing yet, Lucas, but the, the world of sports card reimagined is at your fingertips. The Sports Card Investor app is the hobby's most powerful resource. You can quickly check the value of your favorite cards. You can find great deals and profit from the hobby that you love. Available completely free. That's a bonus. In the Google Play and Apple App stores, the Sports Card Investor app is a must-have for all baseball fans. They now have over 630,000 cards in the app. And that's not just Major League Baseball. That's every sport you can imagine, whether you're into basketball cards, football. They've even got Marvel cards. Those are available, too. Uh, Breakout stars or prospects debuting. You can check the value of or find great deals on their first cards. Now, off the top of your head, Lucas, I know you haven't looked this up. Who do you think is the top baseball card Right now, like when you go onto the app, the first one that pops up as far as baseball goes, who do you think it is? I'm going to go Shohei Otani, I guess. Shohei Otani, that would be an incorrect answer. It's Julio Rodriguez. You get no points this round. (laughs) His 2019 Bowman Chrome prospect card, it pops up right away. Right when you log on, boom, it'll, it'll, it'll pop up and it tells you who's selling it. If it's a good deal or not, they've got the uh, arrows pointing up or down, green and red, to just stand out to you so you know if it's a good deal or not. Uh, the next card that isn't Julio is Juan Soto's 2018 Tops update. So these cards are available. You've got nostalgia and old players. You go back in time and see how much your favorite old cards are worth today. Uh, one of your favorites, obviously, is uh, the Wizard, right? The Wizard, Ozzie Smith. Can't get no better shortstop defensively. No. Nah. Ozzie Smith cards from his early years with the Padres onto his Hall of Fame years with the Cardinals. They're available. Download the Sports Card Investor app today, available for free in the Google Play and Apple App Stores, or go to sportscardinvestor.com slash locked on. So when you discuss making a trade for Juan Soto and Patrick Corbin, as it seems to be, you're going to have to give up something. We've talked about this before, Lucas, where to get something, you got to give up something. And Boy, are the Nats going to want some big pieces out of the Cardinal system if you're going to make a trade with them. Now, to go back to uh, Jim Bowden's article, he brings up the team's history, which you brought up just a few minutes ago, of trading for superstars like they did with Goldie and Arenado. Um, a package, he says, according to him, 
would likely start with their number one prospect. He's the seventh-ranked overall prospect, third baseman, Jordan Walker. Now, uh, we're familiar with him in case you aren't. Walker is 6'5", 220 pounds. He's only 20. He's currently at A Springfield where he's hitting 304 with eight home runs, 35 Massive. RBIs. And the surprising stat to me, 15 stolen bases for the 6'5", 220-pounder. That dude's stealing bases out there. He's got an OPS of 878. He's a monster, isn't he? He, he, he's remarkable. And the only question is, where are you going to play him? Drafted as a mm -hmm. third baseman. Obviously, you've got Nolan there. You know, maybe he could play first. You've got Goldie, the DH. You're, you're gonna, there, there's an argument to be made, if you really want to look for it, that there could be a logjam at first, second, and third, and DH with Goldie, Norman, or Goldie, Arenado, Gorman, Walker. You know, you've, you've got that argument there, right? And especially the timing of age, timing of contracts and things. But Walker's ridiculous. Walker is legit. He's arguably the, the the best prospect the Cardinals have had in a very long time. Like that's how legit this guy is. There's really no doubt about his talent. It's just a matter of execution at this point. He has flown through the minor league system. He's one of the rare kids that was drafted out of high school for the Cardinals. We mentioned it earlier this week that they drafted college heavy guys. He was a high school guy. That's why he's so young. But he's still at Springfield, so he's somebody that they're not going to rush. They're going to let him develop. You know, he, he said no to Duke to go play professional baseball with St. Louis Cardinals. That's how good this guy is, Jordan Walker. If it's going to be in a package to get Soto, that's probably one of the few packages I would be okay giving up Walker, but that's a maybe. Yeah. Um, so Walker, obviously a big piece. We'll put him in there. Uh, shortstop Mason Wynn, number four in the Cardinals system. Uh, he's the 89th overall prospect in baseball. Also 20 years old. He's 5'11", 180 pounds. Also at AA Springfield. Now he started the year in A-ball at Peoria, where he was dominating. He was hitting 349 in his first 33 games, so they promote him. At double-A, he's hitting 260, six bombs, 24 RBIs, 10 stolen bases in 42 games. Uh, you probably noticed over the All-Star weekend, he was one. it was him and Walker that were in the Futures game. He's got a cannon for an arm, threw it over 100 miles an hour from shortstop to uh, first base during the Futures game. So people are well aware of the talent that Mason Wynn offers, and, and he's a shortstop, which is something uh, that – a lot of teams want to get their hands on. It's a tough position to fill. There's no doubt. And I saw a story today, I forget where I read it or saw it or viewed it, you know, taking so much content these days, that Mason Wynn heard about O'Neill Cruz's 97-mile-an-hour throw, a shortstop for the Pirates, and said, okay, I'm going to beat that if I if, if I get a chance. And he did. And he, he blew it out of the water. Three miles an hour yeah. might not sound like a lot, but that is that's pretty impressive, you know, to go from 97 to 100. I think any trade package has to include these two guys, or at least if you don't include Walker, then you're going to have to give up maybe Win, uh, Libertor, Herrera. Like you're going to have to give up more guys. Burleson maybe, yeah. or maybe you just part ways with Walker and Win, and you go with other. You know, th there's so many different avenues you could go, and it mm -hmm. and it, the price is only going to go up as we get closer to the August second trade deadline. Mason Win, I know at least in Cardinal Twitter, uh, Twitterverse is a fan favorite. People are really high on Win as well. Yeah, yeah, and obviously the league is with uh, him being 89th overall. So those are the two big prospects. Uh, you've also uh, you, you mentioned maybe other pieces that could be added. So uh, Matthew Liberatore, uh, apparently Bowden says that the Nationals aren't high on him. Um, doesn't mean they wouldn't take him, but apparently they're not high on him. Uh, it does not mention Ivan Herrera, 
who are actually the two prospects rated higher than win in the Cardinals system, according to MLB.com. Uh, other names he mentioned, outfielder Alec Burleson, who uh, is tearing the cover off the ball at Memphis. He's hitting 341, 16 home runs and 65 RBIs in 78 games. That's crazy. Uh, former first-round pick last year, right-handed pitcher Michael McGreevy, who was also a double-A Springfield, where he's 5-2 and two with a 3.98 ERA. He's got 46 Ks in 52 innings. Um, now, as far as players on the roster, now those are the prospects. He also mentioned that the Nationals are going to want some major league players all, who are already in the league. So uh, if you go to a, a website, which we've both found very addicting recently, <laughs> baseballtradevalues.com, if you haven't seen it yet, uh, you, you should go tinker around on there. It's a pretty fun site. But Dylan Carlson is the biggest asset, according to this site, uh, in the franchise. Okay, uh, He mentioned, Bowden mentions Carlson or Tyler O'Neill could be moved um, and that the Nationals would clearly be interested in Nolan Gorman, Brendan Donovan, and Juan Yepes. Now he's not saying that all of them have to be included. Don't get don't get it wrong here. You're not you're not giving all of these people up, but these are all kind of um, if you come up with a package that includes a mix of these names, the Nats would most definitely listen in and uh, be very much interested. Out of any of those players, or is there anybody there that you wouldn't trade? I, I mean, it, it's hard to say that when, when you look at a guy like what you're getting, right? But Dylan yeah. Carlson, to me, I know that he's had his struggles, but to me, he, he's the he's the he's the last outfielder I trade. I try and give Mike Rizzo, the general manager of, of the Nationals, every package I can that doesn't include Carlson. I would borderline give up Bader and O'Neill before I give up Carlson. I know that that might cause some ruffles and people might call me crazy for that. And I understand that you might call me crazy for that, but I just love Carlson. I really do. And you really wouldn't be too much out of the water if you do give up O'Neill and Bader. I know Bader's hurt right now, so that might cause a, a, a ruffle and some things. It might cause the trade from a Cardinal standpoint to be a little, you know, less firepower. But if you go Carlson, Soto, maybe you call up Alec Burleson. I mean, that's a deadly outfield right there. If you do have to give up Bader O'Neill, but Carlson is probably the one that I don't want to give up. I know he's the most valuable on this site that we've been playing with, uh, but Carlson to me is just insanely good, and it would be hard to see him go. Other one, other other people, obviously, it would be hard to see Walker or to see Gorman go. But to me, Carlson that would hurt the most because of how exciting I think Carlson can be as a player. Yeah, I mean, uh, we're talking about a young talent switch hitter. We can see we've seen what he can do in center field now. I mean, <laughs> we have they haven't missed a step defensively in center field mm -hmm. since Bader's gone down, and that's because that's Carlson's normal position. He was a center fielder coming up, moved to right because Bader's so good in center, and it, they didn't need him to play there. So um, he's definitely a very talented young player, uh, has a lot of upside, and you can see why the uh, Nationals would be all over trying to get Carlson included in a package so uh speaking of packages we're gonna get into some trade uh deals some packages that we've come up together along with uh that website baseballtradevalues.com kind of using their way of showing what players are worth to see what we can put together to get juan soto from the washington nationals we'll be doing that here in just a moment but first if you're a snacker and you also like your sweets you want to listen up because bill bart the people who invented healthy and tasty have a new gift for your taste buds. You probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk built bar, but your friends at built have given coconut brownie chunk, the puffs treatment, the coconut brownie chunk built bar flavor that you love so much now available in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's genuinely like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. And the kicker is they're good for you. 
You may not believe me, but they are. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and all delicious. Coconut brownie chunk puffs are only here for a limited time. Go to Built.com now to make sure you don't miss out because they're going fast. Instead of reaching for the caramel corn or the candy, you go for these instead, and you'll, you'll appreciate them. They are the perfect treat. When you've got a craving, you need to satisfy that sweet tooth. And if you need a quick, healthy snack, they, they fill all the boxes. They check them all. So go to Built.com, and you can use our promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15. Delicious coconut, rich, sweet brownie, creamy marshmallow are just a link away at Built.com. All right, so Juan Soto and Patrick Corbin, or maybe just Juan Soto by himself, what would it take to actually get them, or just him, in a Cardinals uniform? Now, we've kicked around some names that the Nationals would be interested in, according to the uh, you know the pros, the guys who are writing the articles and saying these are the guys that, that they would want. So we, we put together a few deals here, and uh, we're going to flash them up on the screen for you, and then we'll discuss each one and tell you why we think this could be a good deal or a bad deal for the Cardinals. So, Lucas, what do you got for us first? I got a couple of disclaimers first. JD is the one that has done most of these packages, if not all of them. So shout out to JD for coming up with them. But also, we, we recognize that there are more layers to this than just what this website says. You know, this is yes. this is a fun toy. This is this could give us a great avenue for discussion, which is what it's doing. But you recognize there's more to it. Just wanted to say that just very quickly. Props to JD and uh, things of that nature. So if you're listening, don't worry. We'll, we'll obviously tell the players we're talking about. So this first yeah. one, it's a Corbin and Soto package deal. That's what the Cardinals are going to get. Nationals giving up or getting Dylan Carlson, Paul DeYoung, AAA Player of the Week, Paul DeYoung, <laughs> yes. Jordan Walker, Cody Whitley, and Jake Woodford. So you've got some upside with Woodford and Whitley and obviously the Walker and Carlson, DeYoung being the only minus on this website that it, that it gives. What do you like and don't like about the deal of Corbin Soto for Carlson, DeYoung, Walker, Whitley, and Woodford? Well, my my first thing is that you are getting rid of DeYoung's contract. And I, my, mm-hmm. the idea behind this one was since you're taking on so much money with Corbin and Soto, I mean, Soto's making $17 million this year. Uh, and then if you're going to end up having to sign him to a big, long contract, not only even thinking going about up. that yet. Yeah. Yeah, um, you, you can still DeYoung's still reasonably priced considering, you know, he was a starting shortstop in the league for a couple of years. Um, it's somebody who's ready to play in the pros. I, I think DeYoung being in AAA, I, I think a lot of teams would have him up right now. I don't think the Cardinals need to right now, and that's why he's not. If uh, if Sosa's down for a while, you might see him get pulled buck, pulled up after, uh, you know, Sosa suffered that injury. Um, you've got Woodford who... I don't know if he's got a place on this team anymore. Like he, his, his time, he's coming in and he's out, he's in, he's out. There, there's not really much room for him. Whitley, I don't know. He's a good arm, but I don't know if he's got a place in this bullpen either. So those are some added pieces who are major league ready and can be in the, the national starting rotation or in their bullpen right away. Uh, obviously, we've talked about Carlson and Walker, uh, why the team, why the nationals would want them. So, um, as tough as it is to give up Carlson and Walker, you got to give to get, man. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't, I don't hate this deal if, if I'm getting Juan Soto, and if I'm thinking about the upside of Patrick Corbin. Yeah, I, I don't hate this either. I think I compare Jake Woodford to Lane Thomas as we flash the deal back up on the YouTube screen. I think that Jake Woodford and Lane Thomas are very similar in the sense of you mentioned they don't really have a place on this team solid players and maybe Woodford will benefit from a change of scenery to Washington just like Lane Thomas would so this deal I don't hate 
I wonder though, JD, as we go through these trade packages and just for more thought-provoking things, would you rather give up Carlson and Walker or a, like four to five top prospects, right? When keeping Carlson and Walker, you know, what, what kind of package would that, would that kind of thing look like as we move on to our next one? Again, a pretty similar one with Corbin and Soto coming to the Cardinals. This one, the Nationals are going to get Harrison Bader. And we do recognize that he's hurt, which could cause wrinkles and things, but for the package. Bader, Michael McGreevy, we've talked about as well. Alrighty, that's doing some good things. Walker, Wynn, and Yepes. I think Yepes is an interesting piece, J.D., because he is somebody that is somewhat young, that can still hit. I think that he can kind of learn from Nelson Cruz in the way that he's learned from Albert Pujols, older guys mm-hmm. at the end of their careers, good hitters, right? I think Yepes, to focus on him in this package, that might hurt morale more than anything else. And that is an aspect of this as well. Team morale is very important. Yeah, it's one of the things, watching him follow Albert around, It's it's been fun to see him just soaking in everything that, that Pujols can give him as far as knowledge, how to study hitters, looking at the tape after, uh, after he has an at-bat. It's been great. Uh, obviously, he's a sponge and he wants to learn more. Um, but I'm trying to get Juan Soto. Right. <laughs> Who followed Pujols around as well at the All Star game like a like a puppy? So I think if you, if I could sub that in and Yepes goes out, I wish you the best of luck, Juan. But uh, I would rather have the uh, other Juan Soto coming to town instead. And um, the Bader thing. Here's why the Nationals aren't winning anything this year, mm-hmm. so I don't think it hurts having Bader in a deal as much as we think it does because they're not playing for this year. They're going to be playing for the future and. Uh, Sticking a gold glover like Bader in center field, uh, still 28 years old, 27 years old. So he's got still plenty of good years ahead of him. So I don't think it'll hurt as much. Plus, they're getting the uh, first-round pick pitcher, McGreevy, from, uh, mm. from last year, who's got a lot of upside. And then you're also getting Walker and Wynn. So this is obviously a more prospect-heavy deal, um, mm-hmm. which maybe is more appealing to the Nationals. I think that the Cardinals say yes to this one before the Nationals do. I think that of all the trades we're, we, we're going to discuss, this is probably my favorite, but also maybe the most unrealistic. Maybe, just because it's, mm-hmm. I, I, I think I tend to agree with the, the reports that they're going to want more Major League players than just Bader or no. Yepes. But this is my favorite sure. one from the Cardinals' standpoint. I think if I'm John Mosellock, I'm saying yes to this in borderline a heartbeat for okay. Bader, McGreevy, Walker, win Yepes for Corbin plus Soto. I like that one a lot. Moving on, another Cor- Corbin plus Soto. This one's the opposite. This one's Major League Heavy, J.D. It's it's Mm -hmm. Carlson, DeYoung, Gorman, and McGreevy. So McGreevy being a prospect, Gorman a little bit of an unproven prospect, right? DeYoung, AAA, Carlson. This one's interesting because it's Major League Heavy. Yeah, and there's no Walker, and there's Mm -hmm. no win involved, which I I don't know if the Cardinals can get away with that (laughs) because the Nationals may not. But Gorman, I mean, arguably... At least you kind of know what you're getting already. He's he's proving no. at the major league level right now that that he can hit hit for power, and defensively he's not been that bad. He mm-hmm. hasn't been much of a liability. He's had a r- couple of rough spots here and there, but you can see that he's getting more comfortable, and he it's shown out on the field that he he can pull off playing second base, or they can move him back to third. They don't have to play him at second base in Washington. You can move him over to third if you need to. So um, again, you get to offload the DeYoung. Money, mm-hmm. which uh, you know is good for the Cardinals, but again, it's not so bad when the Nationals are getting rid of that Corbin contract, which is which is so so heavy in the back end there. So, yeah. and then you're getting uh, you know they're they're one of their top pitching prospects in McGreevy again, but again, uh, a lot of 
proven players already at the major league level coming back to Washington. Based on this website, it's actually pro Cardinals, but when you see the numbers, they're the value there. But I think this is one that's I would do it in MLB The Show. I'm not sure this one's extremely realistic, but uh, I like this one for, from MLB The Show standpoint. Let's let's get to one where we have one somewhere in, in my in these things where it's just a Soto package. There it is. So this one's just there a Soto goes. package. We're going to finish up with this one. Soto, we're jumping to the Cardinals. Dylan Carlson, Lars Newtbard, Mundo Sosa, Jordan Walker, Mason Wynn going to the, the Nationals or yeah to the Nationals. This one's fascinating. Do you like this one more or less because of No Corbin? Ugh. <laughs> well, I hate it because you have to give up Walker, Wynn, and Carlson. And right. that's that's a tough one to swallow there. Uh, but again, you don't have to take on that extra money, which is the real downside of Corbin. I mean, you could think you can work with him as a player, but when you see that he's going to make $24 million next year and then it goes up into the 30s the following year, that's where you're kind of like, oh, gosh, do I really want to play pay $30-something million for Patrick Corbin? when you don't know if you can turn them around or not. So this is focused just on Soto and um, gosh, it's a lot. And I still think the Cardinals still need starting pitching, which is kind of an issue here. Even if you add Juan Soto into this lineup, you're still missing a starting pitcher uh, that you hope can be one of your top three pitchers heading into a a playoff run. So uh, that'd be my only knock against it is Mm -hmm. part of me kind of wants Corbin because I want to see if they can fix him and then he becomes a solid starter for the team. I agree. I think that the, the, the two biggest things as we kind of start wrapping up here with, with this deal is that number one, a couple things actually, I'm not going to number it. If, if the Cardinals don't get Soto and they go out and get two pitchers, you know, a starter, a reliever, two starters, whatever, borderline you could call that more of a win for the team because you don't give up the farm, you, you improve the actual mm-hmm. weakness, right? But also yeah. you look at, the, the layers that are in this with, with the team chemistry, because even that last deal, it didn't have Yepes on it, but Dylan Carlson's a fan favorite. I mean, it's not yeah. just surface level, like I said, playing MLB The Show, playing on this website. It's not just players going back and forth. These are human beings, right? I know yeah. it's a business. I know I know all that. But you still have to look at, you know, the trade in 2014 when the Cardinals gave up Alan Craig and Joe Kelly, that killed team morale. Yeah, you got John Lackey for a little bit. He was somewhat positive, but the, losing Craig and Kelly were, were detrimental to the morale of the team. And morale goes a long way, in my opinion. I, I truly believe that it's still a human game, even though it is a business. So there are a lot of different layers to this. I'm not getting my hopes up because I don't want to get disappointed. I, it, it, I'm yeah. shocked that the Cardinals are in. Like, it's not just Cardinal Twitter and just us talking about this, JD. You're over here. Oh, it's not just like, like national, people are reporting national- it. Like CBS yeah. Sports are reporting it on the Cardinals are a yeah. likely destination. So it's not just talk. Obviously, rumors are rumors, but let us know what you think about these packages. Drop a comment in the YouTube section. Email lockedoncards at gmail.com. You can DM us on Twitter. He's JD Sports Radio. I'm LJ Fastball. Fascinating times, and these next two and a half, three weeks are going to be a lot of fun and a lot more rumors to come, not just Juan Soto rumors. Yeah, we definitely want to hear from you guys, so uh, please, please leave some some comments down there because I, I love going back and forth with everybody talking about this stuff. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Now, tomorrow, speaking of fun, we actually have on-the-field stuff to discuss as the second half of the season begins in Cincinnati with a weekend series against the Reds. We want to thank you guys for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen. Now make Locked on MLB Prospects your second listen. Lindsay has put in, he just had the draft, so he's been putting in a lot of work. He's got all the info and all of the top prospects, not only for the Cardinals, but all of Major League Baseball. And Locked On MLB is just like Locked On Cardinals, where it's free. It's available on all platforms, so check them out if you can. For Lucas, we hope you feel better, buddy. I'm JD. We want to thank you guys for hanging out with us. You guys are the best fans in baseball for a reason. We'll see you next time on Locked On Cardinals.